And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapulé. I'm gonna exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Yay! though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. Who would win right now, you or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. I'd say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told oh, you anybody to. about this story what? in my life. On wax. I got a very special guest with us today. He goes by the name of Eddie the Hunter Ortiz. What's up? What's up? What's what up? up? What's up, man? Man, I appreciate you finally, being on. Finally on, man. Yeah, I know. Hey, we've been talking about it for a while, for sure. How was training? Well, hey, man, I just finished. Uh, yeah, I just finished right now. Uh, I had a little hectic come through, a little bro come through. Nice. I got my boy uh, German out here right now. He came by. It's his birthday, so. He came by to check it out, and then uh, our other boy Art, he trained me as well. Nice, man. You got a nice little setup in that garage. Having a good... Yeah, it's pretty nice, right? Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I like it. More. We got... Yeah, we got more coming. We got really? more coming. You're definitely a huge prospect out of San Antonio. Like, the number one thing that, that caught my attention with you, man, is like, you repping San Antonio to the motherfucking fullest, man. Always, bro. Always. Always. This is where I'm from, man. Born yeah. and raised. Born and raised, man. I don't think you can respect somebody if they're if they're not repping where they're really from. And, and, and with the whole with the whole Minklo, that's hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That time, like all like right time, up the bro. jump, man. Can, can can we turn around and see the, the the mullet in the back, the party in the back? Oh, uh, you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We and love I that. Think, uh, Jay Jay Cuts just joined. Jay Cuts is my bar. Oh my nice, Jay Cuts, you're doing your damn thing, bro. <laughs> right, jumping right in, man. Black top boxing. Explain to everybody what Blacktop Boxing is and what it means to you. So Blacktop Legends uh, was actually like the original, and it is still the original brand. And uh, what it is, my my boy, like a bigger brother to me, Christian Amanya, handles my strength and conditioning. Not only that, we're just friends, longtime friends. Um, he's part of my, my, my team. He's been a part of my team. He's part of my, my closest uh, set of friends. He's like family. He knows my family. I know his family. Actually, German, the guy that's here right now that I showed you, that's his cousin. Oh, nice. Older cousin. So it's just a very close-knit group of us. And uh, Christian actually started that when he was in high school. And he started as a, uh, a record label, basically. Okay. Uh, it was him and his boy. They're rappers. They were doing live shows over in Europe and everything. So he was kind of doing that then. Uh, he graduated college with his master's degree and oh, went off and started his career. So he kind of kind of stayed slacking on that. But he still makes beats to this day. He still right. sells them. He still does all that. Um, so that's where it started. Right. Blacktop Boxing came in because he has a master's degree in uh, clinical physiology. Okay. So he's worked with, like, Olympians in China and everything. Nice. Um, oh, actually, over in China. So uh, Blacktop Boxing, he just started working with me. He worked with Hector. He worked with John Franco and Bam for a little while. And really just a lot of talent out of here in San Antonio. So he kind of went off and just went ahead and made Blacktop uh, Boxing because that was his area of expertise. 
jumping into Davies Entertainment. Now you're working with Davies Entertainment exclusively? Yeah, for the most like we have a very, very good partnership, man. Cameron Davies, he's really a, a blessing to my life because he came in at a time when uh when I really needed that big backing. Right. Like in a sense, because I was kind of getting my own little buzz around the area, do my own work, and really do like I said, my Blacktop Legends and my crew, my friends, my close friends, my family, were doing all that by ourselves. But it's kind of hard to do it by yourselves when you don't really have the financial backing or the structure. Right. Um, so Cam, he's homegrown as well. He's from Texas, and uh, he has his home base here in San Antonio. He's a very personable guy. You could literally walk into his office, and he'll give you his shirt off his back. So it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to connect with somebody like that that you know is very transparent right. to certain aspects. You know. Right. Now, I rewatched that Camacho fight. I had goosebumps watching the intro. You coming out. like, and I, and I put myself in your shoes. I'm serious. And, like, how does that feel, like, being the main event in the Alamo Dome, man, like, and the intro comes on, so you're in the back, you know, you're going over your whole, like, the hunter, then you walk out, the adrenaline pumping, you're good to go at that moment, because you hear some fighters get, like, real nervous before fights, like, how are you right before a fight? Nah, man, I live for that, I live for that spotlight, man, I mean, I work, I work so hard in the shadows and in the dark that people don't really see, I post clips in here of my workouts, but they don't see the struggles, they don't see me trying to struggle to make weight. They don't see when I get beat up in sparring. Right. They don't see any of that stuff. So that's the hard part. And just to get out there and finally show everything that I've been through leading up to that, right. I love it, man. Like I, I want everybody to see that. I want I want to I want to shine in front of the bright lights. That's that's where I that's where I, I strive to be better in those lights, and, and I want it. Right. I want it all. Was that the hardest fight to date? Nah. No. Nah. I see. That's the thing. So that fight wasn't hard at all. I don't think. Um, I think I made it a lot harder than. Than what it was, or I made it look a lot harder than what right. it was. It wasn't. It wasn't too hard. It was. It, it definitely took me to another level experience-wise because I saw a lot of mistakes I made, a lot yeah. of them, and um, instantly, instantly, I, you could ask like Arch right here. So that's my that's my trainer Art right oh, there nice. with the German, but um, you can't see him right now. But you can even ask him. Like they're very critical on me right. about my performances. So him, my dad, and Chris. They'll tell me right off the bat, like a C minus, like every single time. It's really? always no better than a B. All right, wow. no. bye, Kalisi. Uh, so they're very critical of me, and I'm very critical of myself. So as soon as I walked back into the uh, the dressing room, I was already thinking. Of, I was already telling Marco uh, and uh, Art and my dad and everybody how I can fix those those problems that I that I encountered inside the ring through myself, not through my opponent, but through myself. So now sometimes... but I shout out to I'm sorry, shout out to Alexis Camacho though, if if this ever gets around to him. He took me to a whole other level and gave me that experience. So. so one thing that I've noticed about your opponent was he was just tough as nails, durable as shit. I mean, he just would not go down. There was, I think it was at the end of the fifth, you almost put him out. At the mm -hmm. beginning of the sixth, you almost put him out. And, and, you know, seventh and eighth, you know, after that fifth round, it was definitely downhill for you. When you're dealing with somebody and he's just not going away, even though your game plan is working, you, you're sticking and moving, you know, working your jab, is that frustrating even if you're winning the fight? Like, goddamn, like, I can't fucking put this guy away. Like, what, what do I got to do? Or is it something like you're enjoying, like, all right, well, he's going to keep coming. I'm going to keep punishing him. Yeah, I mean, that's it, man. I mean, if he's willing to sit in there and take all that, then we just put on the right. show for the fans, you know? So right. I, I love this, man. I love boxing. I love boxing with my whole heart. Yeah, nothing else, nothing else that I've ever done in my life other than have my son and have my family here, like my, my lady and my, my stepdaughter. Right, you have nothing a beautiful family, by the way, bro. Nah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. But, um, yeah, nothing nothing compares to it, bro. Nothing, boxing will be a part of my life until I die. Now, sure. now when, so. it, when it comes to boxing, Davies Entertainment, I know we spoke about it. I have to ask, 
Like, how is it handling all the personalities in that gym? I know you have Henry, you have Barrios, you have yourself, you have Franco go in there, you have uh, Brown Nevarez go in there. Like, you have a lot of heads in there, like a lot of training. You have James Kirkland that goes in there. Like, on a daily basis, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with, you know, definitely, you know, the cream of the crop of San Antonio, you know, that have, I'm not necessarily saying egos, but personalities and, and all the above. Like, is it, is it always a good mesh? Do you guys bump heads sometimes in, in the gym? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I would. I wouldn't think so. I think we disagree on things, but we're right. so, we have such a respect for each other that even through disagreements, that it's not gonna like hinder any kind of right. bad blood or keep anything in between us that that would be mal- malicious towards each other. Like never that man. I have love for every single one of those guys. Honestly, I have love for every fighter that comes out of San Antonio. Nice. Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are involved in the San Antonio boxing scene that we could probably do a lot better without. Okay. That has nothing to do with the fighters at all. Right. Nothing to do with the fighters, man. I have love for every single fighter that's from here because right. we're all in the same. We're all from the same, man. We're all brothers. At the end yeah, of I don't. Day. I don't know if you but know, it, but Henry's actually my cousin. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. by marriage. Unfortunately, I didn't get any of the yeah. the good athletic genes as he did. It's only by marriage, but yeah, yeah. Henry's my guy, man. Nah, Henry. Henry's man. So when we were, we we're coming up in the amateurs. Uh, I was winning like the Golden Gloves here, and he was kind of uh, in the mix with all that too, and just kind of seeing him progress to where he's at now, right. and like now he's getting this fight coming up. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. man, I'm so happy, and we, and we come from the same area, man. We, we both went to Southwest High School. Nice, uh, Mario too, Mario yep. as well. So we're all from the same area, man. Actually, that World Star video that he reported oh, was yeah. actually in my the neighborhood I grew up in, in Big Country, man. I grew up in that neighborhood. Oh, so really? To see that, yeah, to see that at Big Country Park, man. That that was live. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. So, Over a million views, man. That's crazy. <laughs> we went to yeah, World Star yeah. and back, bro. What got you necessarily into boxing? Like, is it a family member? Was it just, like you said, the area that you grew up in? Your friends? I know you said your friends were heavily in boxing. Like, is there a specific moment or a specific person? Nah, so none of my family's ever uh, been boxing, man. None okay. of them. No, nobody in my family Was ever. that your dad? Your dad didn't train you? I thought, I thought uh, you he, seen your no, dad he, in he, Yeah, no, he, he's part of my corner because if anybody knows me best, my father, he coached me throughout all my sports. So right, baseball, okay. basketball, soccer, right. all that stuff. Um... So he just knows me, and he knows what, what, what gets me going and what, you know, what pisses me off and things right. like that. So he knows how to motivate me. Right. But, um, nah, no, nobody in my family ever fought, man. I was just, uh, so when I was younger, we used to have those brown boxes that you were able to steal, like, pay-per-views off of. Yep, yep. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, so, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we had one of those, and I remember I was maybe, like, seven or eight when I fight, when I can, the earliest I can remember is, like, seven or eight. And my, my whole family, I have a huge family, we're Mexican dogs, so I have a huge family. And they would all come over to watch, like, the De La Hoya fights and all the big fights, the Butterbean, the Butterbean fights. And we used to love yeah. watching those. So, like, they would put that on and all my family would come over and i see how hyped my family would get, like, off of a, a fight. So, ever since I was about seven or eight, I used to remember I had this Ultimate Warrior, like, a uh, little plush doll, but it was, like, about close to my height. I used to beat the hell out of that thing while the fight was going on. So I just always wanted to do it. I played baseball my whole life. I told my family and my dad, I was like, hey, I want to do boxing my whole life. He never let me. My mom never let me. So finally, when I turned 18, I did it, man. I was fighting out in the streets all the time or in school. Yeah, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. He was my favorite, bro. Yeah, bro. I had that little plush doll, man. It must have been like... Like two and a half feet, maybe, but I used to beat the hell out of I know exactly which one you're talking about. I had the whole Kogan and the Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to beat the hell out of that thing, man. You've been posting on social media who we want you to fight next. Who does Eddie the Hunter Ortiz want next? I know you have to have, not necessarily a specific opponent, but I know, like, styles make fights, of course. 
I know you're looking up in the ranks. Is there a specific person that you think would be a great fight? As far as a specific name, I couldn't like just think of one off the top of my head. I think anybody that's willing just to get in there, really, for me, I just want to fight the best. Right. That's something that that's something that I was able to achieve partially through the amateurs. Okay. You know, being ranked number number one, number two at the time in the 2015, winning the 2015 U.S. Nationals. So I feel like I, I belong there, and I think everybody around me that knows me and that sees me at my best, they understand that too, that right. they know that I belong at the higher level. But for the fans... I think I think everybody was pretty spot on with Spike O'Sullivan, man. I think yeah. that shit would be that shit would be popping because right. I'm not gonna back down and he's kind of a guy that just comes forward, you know what I mean? Yeah, but even like uh, Charlos, why not? Like I'd, I'd love to fight the Charlos. I'd love to fight anyone to Canelo, of course. Like why not, right? Get a, get right. A good when payday, when it but... comes to picking and choosing your opponents, do you have any say in that? Like, or does the promoter come up to you and say, "Hey, this is the name that we got"? Like. Do you have a, a, a lot of say in it? Then that's another good thing about being with Davies is that I have the final say in whoever okay, it great. is. But they, they they know they know me. They know I'm gonna say yes if it's a right. person that they feel that would that would be a good fight. I'm right. gonna say yes. Now at the point of my career that I'm at though, now it's time to start moving smarter. So I think they understand that too. Exactly. If we're trying to get somewhere, right. we need to be smart about it. For me, I I would say yes to anybody. I don't. Everybody's always asking me, "Who do you watch? Do you watch film on your opponents?" Now I let my trainers do that. I just watch King Kong over and over go. again, man, because that's what I'm trying to fight. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now when it comes to like San Antonio boxing, I honestly I can't remember a bigger time since I've been here. You know, in the last 10, 15 years, we got Barrios, Franco, you, Aunt Henry. Like I said, we Hector. There's Bam Bam. There's tons of different local San Antonio boxers that are on the rise. There's one guy that you really, and it could be Barrios and Franco. A uh, fucking the guy in boxing like you said a canelo a charlo a big danny garcia type of fighter is there a guy that you think right here in san antonio or maybe he's he's still in the amateurs maybe we haven't even seen him on tv yet is there somebody that really sticks out to you talent wise yeah bam bam Rodriguez. yeah he doesn't talk at all like he he rarely talks but when he put when he's putting in work even like on the bag and stuff like you're just kind of looking at him you're just like he doesn't really work that hard how how old is he uh, Bam, I think he's 18 or 19. Yeah, he's young, I'm man. Not too, he's really I'm not young. too sure. Yeah, he's young, man. He's young for sure. And uh, it's just a different aura around him. You know, like, you, you just know. You just know. Right. But, like, I, I, so, with his brother, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, they look we, fucking twins. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> his brother, Josh, when it was me, Hector, and Josh, we went to state Golden Gloves. And all three of us from San Antonio went state, and we're going to nationals. Josh was laying everybody out, like in at the at the state. Like either he was laying them out or he was knocking them down, bro. That's how hard this dude was hitting everybody. So after we won the tournament, and everything, and all of a sudden done, I told him, I said, bro, like I know for sure you're gonna be the next world champion from San Antonio. Just Josh, you could just tell that there's something about these kids because they don't speak, they maneuver a different way, the same way that you see a lot of fighters maneuver. Right. So with them, it's just like I don't know, man. It's just something comes natural. Like when he's in the ring, like he just maneuvers. Right differently from from anything that i've seen training wise and i've trained with chinese olympian i've trained with uh what is his name Meng something fang i was sparring with him he's like heavyweight now he's a world champion right uh jesse hart brian jennings i sparred with tony bellew so i've seen the top of the the cream of the crop right. you know and been in the ring with them well that's what i was asking like, just, is there somebody that just has like you said the it yeah. factor that like you said the bam bam yeah no i would i would think at the moment at the moment because like you say there's there's probably some amateurs that could probably whoop up on me right now, right around here in the area. But for me at the moment, yeah, for sure, bam, bam, And, and now you, you're you're more knowledgeable than me. Do you think you started your professional career a little bit late? 
So according to what the pundits say, yes, I did. I started at 18, right? But according to me, I don't think so because I had a, I had an extensive athletic background before that. I played every sport under the sun, man, literally. And I, and I was a, I was like the expert at baseball at, at one point. Okay. And then uh, going into high school, I, I start. I, so this, this is how you know I was just athletic, man. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I went to into swimming. I think it was like two swim meets left. I never swam before in my life competitively. I went in my senior year with two, two swim meets left. I ended up making it to regionals and then to, I think, uh, state state qualifiers, stuff like that. I got blown up the water there. But just to know that within two weeks, man, I was able to compete and win those things like that. So fighting is something that's natural, man. Right. Like, if either you have it or you don't. Right. You know? So I don't think you could ever start too late. Now, there is an age where I guess you start slowing down mentally and motor-wise, motor, motor wise, but right. I think 18 was perfect for me, man, because I wasn't getting taken the extensive beating as a youngster and getting my head knocked around as a youngster so so right now are you like feeling like at the peak of your physical prime you haven't even got there yet I'm not, i don't i don't feel like i've gotten there right I mean, nice. I, literally today we're just explaining how i could be doing things better what's your plan after boxing my plan after boxing is to really just focus in on what i have going outside of this so i know i have like a couple business opportunities that i want to kind of dip into nice uh regarding yeah, regarding like, I really want to dip my hands into the uh, the hemp production because I truly believe in CBD. Okay. Uh, I really believe in that, something like that. Um, but my woman, she actually, her mother owns the company that she works for, Stability Staffing. So I, if anything, I want to just kind of help allow her to become the woman that she wants to be. Right, and right. Her career, her career chase and really back her up the way she's backing me up now so what about like training you're not you're not interested in training you don't yeah, have like a specific... yeah, I used to do. Oh, okay no nah, for sure I so that's the thing so I started I, I did this gym actually to train myself but by the end of the time I wanted to be something where I can at least get a couple personal clients in here and then eventually open up my own gym right and just start training classes and teaching classes out there and maybe even open up an actual gym where nice. fighters can come in and I can kind of give off my knowledge nice are you a fan of, of MMA yeah Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of any combat sport, man. Right. Yeah. So when when it comes to to boxing, I gotta ask you, bro, what are your thoughts on Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr.? Does it help or hurt boxing? Break that down for me. And who do you got? I want to know who you got. I would have to go with Tyson. I think it. Of course, it, I think of course it helps. I mean, we that's the kind of one of those dream matchups that we could never make because they're from different eras, right? So to see them actually go in there and do it, man, that'd be that'd be fucking awesome. What if it's a complete shit show? Like, what if they're slower than shit? What if like they can barely throw? Because ap- apparently it's an expedition match, only eight rounds. They're not trying to knock each other out. You don't think a casual fan can buy the pay per view for a lot of money and not live up to expectations? Normally, the big high profile fights don't live up to expectations and kind of leave us out. Kind of like kind of like Mayweather Pacquiao. I know that they were kind of. You know, still active fighters, but you know they. A lot of people said afterwards that they're both fighting out of their prime. You're not worried that a boxing can get a bad rap from a 54 year old fighting a 51 year old and it not living up to expectations. No. No. And I want I want to take a, a friendly bet with you. I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Roy Jones. Hey, boxing is not. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll be bad for the sport regardless because this 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 sport is half sport and half entertainment, man. Right. So that that falls into entertainment. Everybody knows who Mike Tyson is in the boxing world and outside of it. Everybody knows who Mike Roy Jones Jr. is inside of boxing and mostly outside of it. So it'll be good, man. It'll be good just to kind of get us, like, especially real fight fans. Like, it's interesting because it's kind of, like I say, it's kind of like one of those fantasy matches that right. you could make, you know? Right. 
Now, now I'm gonna take a friendly bet with you. I got Roy Jones in that, all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got Roy Jones. That's good. I, to be honest with you, it's 50-50 toss-up for me, man. But I'll, I'll go with Mike Tyson. Man. I'll, I'll, I'll wait through that. Now, now when it comes to boxing, two two fights. When it comes to Crawford and Spence, when it comes to pound for pound, who do you have in that in that debate? I have a really good boxing friend that we back and forth on that one too. Who do you who do you think would win in a fight between Crawford and Spence? Crawford and Spence Crawford. We're just disagreeing today, and you know more about it than me. But but you know what though, my money would still go on Spence because he's from Texas. So if 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 I if I laid a bet down, it'd be Spence all day. But like when it comes to Crawford, what do you? you, I I know that he's fought some you know some good competition, but like what do you see in Crawford? Like the way I'm looking at it, and and again you you were balls deep in it compared to me, but like he he hasn't really fought that many people like. And you look at Spence, he's fought Porter. I mean, you can go down the list of, you know, uh, Kell Brook. I mean, we can go down the list of, like, the level of competition. So, like, the way I'm looking at it is if Crawford, like, he hasn't really fought that many big names, that many talented fighters compared to Spence. Spence, oh, Mikey Garcia. I mean, we can keep going for Spence's resume, but, like, I'm just blown away by everybody because everyone says he's either pound for pound, you know, the best or right up there. And, And if you ask people between Crawford and Spence, Nine times out of ten, people say Crawford. I just think it's more like I say he's able to do a lot of different things. It's not just he does not just one fighting style, right? Like right. he's got several different different things he can do inside the ring. And he and he, the one thing that I like about Crawford, and the reason why I would just give him the edge, and it's a slight edge, but I, I'll give him the edge, is because he's a cognitive fighter. He's a very smart fighter. And if you look at Tyson Fury, he might not do everything technically, right? Tyson, but man. he's so, so yeah. smart, man. Like you can see, you can see him thinking inside of that ring. Mm-hmm. Not only that, that he comes with a, a strict game plan that he follows. And it's a master plan that he himself comes up with. And his trainers come up with to or actually help him come up with it. Right. So it, that, that would be my only takeaway from it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I've always seen Spence as just a very, very very solid fundamental fighter like right. and, and what 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 pays the bills right the right. skills pay the bills right. and he's very fundamentally sound in that sense but if i was a betting man and, and i was just playing odds i would give uh what's his name the the favorite on that but Crawford? my money would still yeah my right. money my money would still go with spence because he's from texas right and, and when it comes to spence versus danny garcia does danny have any chance at all against spence Puncher's yeah, chance. Everybody a, Puncher's yeah, chance. Everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance. If you if you get in the ring, you yeah. Have but a anything more than a puncher's chance? I think Spence. I think Spence will coast through. Like from round five on, Spence will coast through it. Now, I'll, if if Danny Garcia doesn't catch him with anything, but yeah, so probably a puncher's chance from that that round on. Lopez versus Lomachenko. When we were when I was at the Olympic trials in uh in I think it was we we're in Nevada, Reno, Nevada. And uh, I seen him, man. And no I had way. seen Teofino Lopez. Yeah, so he he was he was there, and I was there. I seen a couple of guys that are that are now like at the top level, of right? The road, right. Um, but um, I seen him there, and the same thing like with Bam. That was with him. He was like just with him and his dad. It was just him and his dad. I never seen him at any national tournaments prior to that. All the national tournaments I had been to, and if I did, I never paid attention to him. Right. So I had seen him and his dad, and me and my dad. Like so, I've always it's always been just me and my dad, and, and I saw him and his dad, and they were eating. But every time you see this dude, he'd be dancing, like he'd be dancing really? salsa or something, bro. Like he was just real. He had a real like, like a aura of confidence around him. Right. And then I started, so you know what? I was like, you know what? Let me see if this guy's even good because he's out here like clowning around, dancing right. and stuff like in a restaurant. 
So I, I watched one of his fights, man, and I was Mon- like, oh, this dude's got it, bro. Like, he's definitely got it. Yeah, he's definitely got it. I'm not saying, I'm not taking nothing away from him, but nah, bro, he's not going to be Lomachenko. You're talking about the Matrix, bro. Right, right. He's tough. Yeah, you're right. When when it comes to being a professional fighter, do you have a favorite fighter? (laughs) Other than myself? Like, uh, in the moment now, because I I watch watch all fighters. So in the moment, right now, at this very moment, I like Alexander Yusik. I've been watching a lot of his film lately. Okay. Uh, But if if we take it back, I mean, Dimitri Perot, who was a 160 uh, threat at one point until he something bad happened in his back. Uh, Emmanuel Augustus, I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Augustus, the drunken uh, drunken master. Uh, yeah, uh, right now though, I would just probably have to say Usyk, man. I really like Alexander Usyk. I like Lomachenko. I like Luke Campbell. Right. There's a lot of all all southpaws because I'm a southpaw, but right. these are all dudes that I can watch and, and get things from them. You know, right. You're never too you're never too good or too involved in the game where you can't learn from somebody that's exactly yes sir yes sir so now now do you have a do you have any dates that you're you're planning on or that you kind of circled on the calendar Mm, so i know what is henry fighting on august 22nd august 22nd yeah so i think they told me something about september and october that they they might be putting me on a pbc car damn bro bro to be honest with you though like we've i don't want to i don't want to put any names out there because that's not my i don't i don't do that but uh, we've been we've been asked if uh, or my management team has been asked if they have any fighters for certain fighters. Right. We throw my name out there every time. We instantly get a no because they look me up. They tell me no. I'm too high risk, low reward. You know. Right. So um, it's happened on a. There was a fighter on the recent Golden Boy show that turned me down. There was a fighter that uh, is kind of a prospect for BBC, or he is a prospect for PBC that turned right. me down instantly. So. If if you can get them in the ring with me, I'd have a date tomorrow, man. Right. They, so yeah, you, you short notice fights. That's is weight cut ever an issue for you on short know, notice? So on short notice, the weight cut might be depending on the okay. weight, but it would never be like I'm always in. I'm always working, man. Like I'm right. literally, I just finished right now, man. So I I'm always working. This is my profession. I'm a right. professional through and through. Now now a couple things outside of boxing. You're a big hip hop fan. Oh, yeah. Who's one of your couple favorite of your rappers that you know locally that you you fuck? Liveola. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Marbach, so or I, I lived on Marbach. Yeah. So that's that's the home. I mean, I don't know him. At you know what all, I you know what I love about that is uh is is you're just about that age. I'm 32, so you know there's a lot of newer, younger rappers right now that are popping in San Antonio. But if somebody mm-hmm. were to ask me about like who's my favorite local rapper, it's Liveola. Like growing up. Yeah. It's yeah. the big Lavola in a program yeah, wreck. Like he was the guy. Like he was it. Yeah, and then then you had a YouTube video where he's dropping that dude like, yeah. outside of a car yeah. or something. Like, yeah, he, he's a like legend, a he's bro. like a legend here. Yeah, he literally is. And bro. I actually met you at the Lavola concert. I didn't really get a chance to really talk to you. I think I just dapped you up. But you actually had some friends that were rapping on the same show. Yeah, so Bankro. Yeah, Bankro is legit, man. That that's a very very talented dude that doesn't get a. As much he gets a lot of looks, but he doesn't get enough looks like he should because that dude, that dude, I mean, he showed me his, his music library one time, and this dude has like, I think within the span of two months, he had something like over 200, 300 tracks, man, and and they weren't like just shitty tracks, Trash, like this yeah. dude was really going in on them, right? And the way he the way he, he does it, like so he showed us how he makes his music, and the way he does it, he doesn't use no notepads, he doesn't write anything out. He's just going off the dome, and right. he, he'll just kind of like fix things here and there. Right. But that, that's that. He's the truth, man. 
Tank Rose the truth. I want to give a big shout out to my man John Michael. Big text Johnny. He's a producer for uh, Southside Hoodlum and a couple of these dudes. He's fire, yeah, bro. High... Yeah. Fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't met him so yet, but he's. I've heard a lot of his beats, yeah. bro. Fire. Yeah, he owns. Yeah, he owns. Uh, what is it? Midnight Swim. That's his spot. Oh, he and, owns uh, it. He's been. We've been high school buddies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him shit. And, him and like a like I think a couple of his boys, but that's his spot. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know he owned this shit though. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's the homie, man. The we he was like a grade ahead of me, and we were we were always throwing parties and everything. So you see the the KK on my thing that stands for Kicking Crew. It's like a little thing that we're all a part of, man. So. He, he was a part of it too, and he kind of initiated us into it. Like me, and my boy Matt, RIP, and everybody else. That's, that's a part dope, of it. That's so dope, bro. I, no, I think so. So this is how it works for me. Like my favorite rapper is Currency. Who is it? And, and Currency. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and even him though. Like I have a lot of his mixtapes in my thing, and I still don't. I still haven't listened to a lot of his music. It's just something about him that I've always just liked, bro. The way yeah, he that, just, that's an off the wall. Himself. I've never heard anybody saying cur- Currency is yeah, their currency. favorite. Nah, yeah, yeah. That's why they got him to. So, question: If you're familiar with question, yeah, for sure. With the music senior, yeah, he uh, he knows Sean Riggins, who is his engineer for current. Is the same engineer for currency. He got him to shout me out. So, if you look back on my page on my post, it's currency shout me out, man. I love that. Man, that's like that was like a highlight of my life, bro. Hey, Paul Wall just started following us. You, I, boy, shit, I was excited. Man, that's, that's <laughs> I was excited as a motherfucker, bro. That's tight. No, yeah, like tight, I said, bro. like listening to these people all your life, bro. That's all. That's all you knew was Paul Wall, Millionaire, Lil Flip, Currency. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was a different, you know, region of the the map. But 50-50 twin, 50-50 Autumn Boys. Like, man, I, I'm telling you, with the Ultimate Warrior, I bet we have more in common than we know. Like, the Ultimate Warrior was my guy. <laughs> right. That's Scrooston, right. bro. I swear to God, yeah. it's the Mexican Latin legend rapping on 100.7, yeah. the house party. Yeah. When you posted that, <laughs> I, I have that CD in my truck right now. So, like, when you posted oh, it, I was yeah. like, fuck, I ain't heard that bitch in a minute. I have a fucking, you know, those binders of CDs. I pulled that bitch out. Yeah. I put the Scrooston in there after that post. I kid you not, it's in the deck right now, bro. I used to fucking yeah, a lot of people, but see, a kill lot of that shit. Wouldn't even know who that is. What? How? Like that's ten years ago, at least. Like at least. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody to mm-hmm. put it in the deck right now, bro. I was like, damn, that was yeah. the dopest thing that I've seen you do. Period. <laughs> was put that Scrooston on. I was like, god damn, bro. That's something that like. So when I was younger too, my, I had a, a uh, he's my middle brother. He's older than me though, but uh, we would skate all the time. And his little skate crew, they would always listen to Chop and Screw. So that's something that I grew up with. You're right. You know what I mean, that and like punk rock and uh, just hardcore stuff. So it, that was just always something that we always skated to. And I always had the CDs for it. So right. Switcher House, House was like a savior to me. Yeah. Going, like from elementary to middle school. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of people don't know who King Koopa is. They know who Chameleon Air is. King yeah, Koopa? Nah. The Swisher House mixtape days? They don't know who Razak is. Like. When the NBA comes back, if the Spurs don't make the playoffs, plan, who are you rocking with after that? Milwaukee. Milwaukee? And then you said, <laughs> I- I'm a huge James Harden fan. And for whatever reason, James yeah. Harden and, and the Greek Freak, they don't seem to like always go hand in hand. You got to give, give credit where credit is due, man. That, yeah. that Greek Freak is something phenomenal. Yeah. Like you said about yourself, like you could just tell he's a freak athlete, period. Like you could put him in a fucking swimming pool and he could fucking get first place, I bet. Exactly. Right. I will say this, though. I will say this. That dude, Bull Bull, he's going to be a fucking problem in a couple years. He's going to be way better than the Greek Freak. What what team he play for? The Bucks? uh, Bull Bull? I don't... 
To be honest with you, I just seen highlights. Of no. Him. Like my 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 boy just sent me like uh, clips of him like shooting three pointers. He's like seven foot something shooting three pointers, right. smashing on people. I know exactly like, who you're talking about. I know exactly who yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, Manu, yeah. For spur of all time, Tim Duncan. Nah, Manu Ginobili. Nah, I love Manu. Manu, it took yeah, me a lot. Uh, it took me a while to appreciate Manu, but yep. other than that, man, what else you got going on, man? Shoot, nothing, man. Just uh, my kids are inside. My woman's inside. Um, probably go take a shower. Probably smoke the CBD joint there you I got go. from uh, MJ's. I, li- I yeah, listened to that that sneak are... peek of that podcast, bro. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it, we got deep, bro. I didn't, I didn't think we were gonna get that. Right. Deep, now I can tell within that snippet, got... yeah. Yeah. So towards the end, I get, I like start. Tearing up and stuff, man. We, I started getting a little emotional. We started talking about some other shit, and uh, it was just something that was, uh, you know, I don't even know how we got to that point where right. we're getting real deep like that. But we started right off the bat. We didn't even know, like, I didn't know that he had a best friend that was kind of like my best friend right. who passed away of the certain certain issues. So it was just crazy, man. Like you're saying, we probably have more in common right. than we yeah. know. Yeah. When it comes to that, what's it, Lion Fit Foods? Yeah. How does it feel to always be on a strict diet, bro? Like, can you go out and eat a double? Can you go eat a double cheeseburger right now if you wanted to? Like, I know you bro, guys I'm, are I'm, always eating. I was blessed with good genetics, bro. I was blessed with very, very good genetics. Thank my mom. I thank my dad. I thank God. Um, I can I can go out and cheat every now and then, but I'm not love, so much here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I life fit foods. It doesn't even feel like you're on a diet, bro. Food is so good. The food right. is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, like I said, I won't keep you long. I know you got a shower, smoke the CBD, spend some time with the family. Thank you for being on the podcast. Like I said, I know we talked about it for a long time. I'm going to your next fight, bro. I'm super excited about you, Barrios. Of course, you know, Henry, I've been following you for a minute now, man. I, I think you're talented. I got to watch a couple of your fights on YouTube. Talented dude, man. So thank you for being on the podcast. We'll keep in touch. Thank and you for I, having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Good luck going forward, bro. Shout out to, shout out to uh, everybody. Shout out to On Wax Podcast. Y'all go ahead and make sure y'all follow that if you're if you're one of my followers. And all the fighters in San Antonio and everybody doing something in San Antonio is small business, big business. Let's keep it for the community, man. Let's keep pushing this. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was my guy, Eddie the Hunter Ortiz. Man, he's dope, bro. Uh, like I was talking to him on the podcast, like he's been posting, you know, certain things here and there, and I'm like, God damn, like. Like that song, for instance. I used to fucking love that song a couple years ago. I mean, not even a couple years ago. We're talking literally like 10, 15 years ago. So for the fact that, you know, he was listening to that song. He mentioned Ultimate Warrior. He's my favorite wrestler. Now, we had a lot of things in common. Uh, like I said, my, my cousin, you know, is pretty close with him boxing. So I had to get him on. It, it's been a dope opportunity to speak to him. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ortiz, for getting on the podcast. Everybody else, man, thank you for tuning in on Wax the Podcast. San Antonio, Texas, let's go.